Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Porter here on WDAY. You know, yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about legislation uh, that's being considered down in Bismarck, which would require a a filtering device on on every internet capable device sold in North Dakota. I mean, anything that that's going to connect to the internet and allow you to access content on the internet would have to have one of these filtering devices. Uh, I've reached out. I, I reached out to the bill sponsor, uh, uh, State Representative Lawrence Clemine of Bismarck, a Republican, and uh, he passed me on uh, to some folks who are, are pushing this legislation. Actually, in 29 states, they call it the Human Trafficking Prevention Act, and I have a spokesman from that group who's going to join me here momentarily. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Also, later in the program, I want to talk about. Other legislation, and this has been blowing up on fa- on my Facebook, on SayAnythingBlog.com, uh, it's legislation that would end daylight savings time in North Dakota and move the entire state to the central time zone. Currently, uh, southwestern North Dakota is in the mountain time zone. So a lot of people have strong opinions about this. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the program. Plus, of course, your phone call, 701-293-9000. 888-970-9329 is toll-free number. Email talk at WDAY.com. Nateel, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, my guest is Chris Severe. He is uh, a spokesman on behalf of the Human Trafficking Prevention Act. And Chris, did I get that right? You're pushing this in, in 39 states? Uh, yeah, well, we're pushing it to all 50 states. We've got at least 20 states committed to sponsoring the bill. Uh, the number is really more like 32 that have, they've oh, okay. it, you know they're ready to roll it out and everything like that. And so, but yeah, we're we're interfacing with basically all of them actually right now. So it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, one's joining, another one's joining, and that kind of thing. So. What to describe for us? What's the intent here? I mean, what 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 problem in society are you guys trying to solve? Yeah, yeah, it's a great because the bill can really easily be misunderstood. The bill blocks prostitution hubs. It blocks child pornography. It blocks revenge pornography. And additionally, it blocks obscenity as defined under the existing obscenity code. But it doesn't get rid of that content. It just puts it behind a blinder rack, a digital blinder rack, which can be removed to consumers over 18 and consents to having access to that. So this bill really protects children who don't have any business being exposed to hardcore pornography. It protects those adults who don't want to be subjected to child pornography, prostitution hubs, and obscenity. And, you know, it also creates a basis to finance all these different programs and groups that are fighting human trafficking, domestic violence, you know, the Victims' Compensation Fund, and those things. And and the bill really also reduces the size of government because we've had the wait-and-see approach where we've had the, you know, unfiltered Internet. And what we have now is a human trafficking nightmare on our hands. It's created a huge problem for law enforcement, and it's really hurting society really badly. And so, you know, but this isn't a porn prohibition crusade. It just, it just shifts the burden. It means that those consumers who think that pornography is fine, who are adults, who want to have access, they are going to have to take the extra steps to acquire child pornography, prostitution hubs, and obscenity. Uh, and, you know, adults that want to avoid exposure to that, you know, they don't now, they're not under the obligation to try to make the product safer. Well, so this is really a product liability matter. It's a matter that we've vetted for the last three years in federal court. To, okay, to well, let me. sure that it's going to survive the First Amendment. So, anyway, go ahead. 
let me well let me let me jump in here because I've got to say as sure. as an yeah, adult, sorry. yeah, as yeah. as an adult who uh, you know I I own all sorts of internet connected devices. Um, I am engaged in journalism a lot of the time. Sure, I find it I find it absolutely offensive that you would require me to pay twenty dollars to have uncensored access to the internet. I find that offensive. Well, I understand that. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, it, it, a lot of people feel offended by having to pay $5 for the strip club fee in Texas. Texas has a statute that requires that, uh, you know, that when you go to a strip club, you have to pay, you know, like whatever the admission fee to get in a strip club is, plus an additional $5 that goes to the state, which then goes to all these programs to offset the secondary harmful effects of that the strip clubs create. And so, you know, I'm sure the people that pay for that, they feel offended, too, because they think strip clubs are completely fine, just like you might assume that pornography is completely fine, or prostitution hubs or child pornography, all of which is illegal. But, you know, so the, the Supreme Court's upheld in a case called Paris Theater that the state has a compelling interest to uphold community standards of decency. Plus, we've had countless expert witnesses testify about how it's harmful to mental health, reproductive health, sexual health, and so forth, and how... You know, the products in their current condition are sexually exploitative. So, you know, it's really, really offensive is the fact that there's a double standard where, you know, a child can't go see an R-rated movie, but they can walk around with an X-rated theater. I'll tell you who's yeah. really offended well, are me... parents. And I'll tell oh. you who else is offended. The people who have been put in jail because they've stumbled across child pornography or, or they've had easily access to prostitution hubs, we've set them up for failure. Now, I'm not saying that you would do those things. But well, a lot of people who interface with that content do. Well, do let me things. let me let's we're, we're we're lumping a lot of things in here that I I don't think deserve to be lumped in. I, I don't think that pornography that is made by consenting adults for other consenting adults, it it is not illegal. And I understand people have a lot of different moral points of view on that, but it's not illegal. And lumping it in with child pornography or lumping it in with human trafficking, which are already illegal under the law. Is 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 not. I mean, the truth it, is, 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 is that is, 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 is not fair. But let me, I mean, the obscenity codes exist, whether you want to believe in it or not. They're there okay. now. Promoting obscenity. They they, they do exist now. And I, obscenity I, I, to a minor. That's a crime. It For is example, a crime. These, but the problem, are, I mean, the problem is, is you are preemptively content, unprotected, harmful speech. I mean, Chris, you can pretend what you want to, but I'm quoting Chris, the law. Chris, so. the 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 pro the problem is that you are preemptively. You are preemptively filtering my content. You are taking the decision about what I visit out of my hand. L let me ask you this as a practical matter. Who sure. gets to decide what is not, is not obscenity? Because I, I realize North Dakota already has in its code uh, a definition of obscene material and obscene performances. Uh, That's right. It is. It, and uh, the, the problem is it's so broad. Everything from hardcore Internet pornography to the Game of Thrones on HBO could potentially fall under this definition. Who's making that decision for, for all of us? And, and by, by the way, so the beautiful thing is, so I'm a former prosecutor, former judge advocate general, and so, you know, we brought a lot of litigation against the tech companies, and Apple was the main one that, because we brought a litigation to have this law come about effectively. And in trying to defend against it, Apple was the one that made the argument like you just made, that basically, you know, one man's art's another man's vulgarity. They were pretty, right. pretty much in court saying, now, Your Honor, we can't possibly comply with this because we don't know what obscenity is. And then we turn around and we're like, listen, the Supreme Court gave us the I know it when I see it standard. They also gave us definition of what obscenity is in the Miller case, which is really well, it's a very solid definition. Plus, we also have the state obscenity code. Okay. So ignorance of the law is no excuse. Now, by the way, this bill does not regulate yourself. It regulates the tech companies that distribute products. 
It makes them have to comply. It with makes it impossible liability. for me to buy. It makes it impossible for me in the state of North Dakota to buy a device. And if you pass it in other states, it'd be impossible for me to buy a device without a filter that I would not have to pay twenty dollars to you to filter. And also, again, so you, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. If I don't you have think, a problem with the twenty dollars, you don't have to pay it. But if you want to have access to child pornography, which it sounds I don't like think, you probably I don't think did, I should have to pay. I don't think I should it. have to. I don't think I should have to pay for the government for the privilege of having an uncensored access to the internet. If I get up to illegal things on the internet, then fine, hold me accountable. Right now, when you go to a 7-Eleven, that the Playboy magazines are filtered out. They're behind a digital blinder act. And you know that the display statute, which which North Dakota has, is the law that requires that. And you know that law has been challenged 179 times in federal court, and the Supreme Court in Ginsburg upheld it. So but legal we're not talking about magazines. We're not talking about. We're not talking here. about magazines sitting in public. We're talking about the internet. This is apples we're to talking oranges. About worse let me let me. I want to ask you another question, though. I mean, if you're going to talk to a lawyer, you should you should bring the federal. I mean, right. I basically am speaking on federal cases. You're giving us your opinions, which are completely irrelevant, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the opinions of of Americans on are, is irrelevant. I don't I don't agree with this law. I'm an American citizen. I'm allowed to have that point of view. Okay. You, you're, you're now, totally now let me. To have it, but you you didn't when I when I asked you who is, uh, if, if this law if, and is it re- it can is it constitutional? Chris, and the answer to that is yes. So go Chris, ahead. I, I want to ask you a question, then I'm going to break some news for you. Uh, first, I I don't think you answered my previous question. If this law passes in the state of North Dakota. Who is in right. charge of deciding for everybody what is and is not obscene on the internet? Is it the governor? Is it the courts? Who, who is it? Who makes that decision? So, that, so again, if you can read the bill, you'll see that the tech that the law regulates the tech companies. So if you re- okay. are able to read the bill, you'll see that they have to comply with the existing law. Okay. The attorney general's office enforces the obscenity codes that you don't believe exist now against bricks and mortar stores. For some reason, you feel that obscenity is perfectly fine for them to regulate it. In terms of bricks and mortar stores, but you feel that it's not okay well, I for think them it's, to regulate it when it comes to the internet. And first of I all, think it's two different you don't really matter because you're an adult. This goes to regulating protecting children, which apparently you're completely indifferent towards. You're I am not completely indifferent, indifferent to. I have human traffic, <laughs> trafficking. You're basically an advocate for sexual exploitation. No, I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I hear. No, I'm not. I am I, I am an ad, I am an advocate for for adults being a, able to access content created by for? other. How do you think they should do that? How, What's that? How should the government pay for the victims? Was the Supreme Court kidding when it said that there's secondary harmful effects of pornography? Are there secondary harmful effects? I, I think I I, I, I think I think people and like you who want to push pornography into feelings? the darkness Your create a lot of those effects. Feelings? I, I, I think people like you who want to push pornography into the shadows are the ones doing the harm because we treat it like a shameful thing. And I realize not everybody has a moral point. A lot of people have a moral point of view on pornography. I don't. I wouldn't want my children to grow up doing it, but it's there. It exists in the world, and I think we do better by having it out in the light instead of shoving it into the corner where people are abused. But let me tell you this, Chris: this, the North Dakota. The, <laughs> do you the, the, realize the, how the, irrational the, that is? The North Dakota I mean, House. Should we have people just walking around naked? Chris, Basically, that's what you're advocating for. Chris, basically, the, you take your position. I mean, it's like it's so far removed from reality. Chris, it's I have some. I have some news. Chris, I have some news. I want to break for you. The North Dakota House of Representatives just withdrew your legislation. What's your reaction? So the reaction to that is that South Dakota just agreed to sponsor it, and not okay. only that, New Jersey's filing it tomorrow. So right. anyone who withdrew it now, here's what the liberal media should celebrate about. 
But I, I, am not, I am not the liberal media. It's because, of, it's because of people like you that, that put pressure on them, and they buckle. So here's my reaction. If there's Republicans that don't have the backbone in North Dakota to see this into reality, they need to be punted out of office. Because I'm telling you, when this bill rolls out tomorrow in New Jersey, and when it rolls out in South Dakota, which is the state below yours, believe you me, we'll be right back in North Dakota. And the, and the, the sponsors that buckled, under the weight of the media scrutiny, I think they should be removed from office. In fact, let me explain this, too. As a federal litigator, I don't think folks know just how aggressive we are about protecting children and about protecting against the victimization that happens from easily accessible prostitution hubs. Now, you can pretend what you want to pretend, but we're operating on controlling existing law and on the evidence. So I'm not really worried about that. And by the way, also... We're working on a federal bill, too, with a federal Congress that regulates these matters on the federal level. So even if South Dakota, I mean, sorry, North Dakota doesn't pass this bill, the federal Congress will, which will regulate it anyway, even if that didn't happen, which it will, we would bring litigation in the state of North Dakota to bring this about no matter what, which will really cost the state of North Dakota a whole lot, a huge amount, and it will come about no matter what. So... Effectively, if there are sponsors that have chickened out and bowed out in North Dakota, they are basically destroying their career. It was. It was. A, it was. I, I can. I can tell you, can Chris. Give I, a round of applause for doing that. Because we don't have I'm, time for you know. There should, we, Chris, well. Republicans shouldn't have, should not put up with cowardly, feckless people in office. It's time I to can tell you. I can I mean, tell you that North Dakota is one of the most Republican states in the union, and that bill was just withdrawn by unanimous consent in the state house. Watch what happens. Watch All right. See, let's both just make a wager now to see if that well, will kill it or whether it will come I'm back. Not, I'm, 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 I'm not going to gamble with you, Chris. I, I appreciate your time. <laughs> I thank you for coming on. We're out of time. I appreciate it. Good luck. That is uh, Chris Severe uh, pushing this legislation, which, which apparently, uh, as we were on air, I'm getting texts from, the, from lawmakers on the floor of the House that legislation was was withdrawn by unanimous consent, so good for them. 701-293-9000, More to come. Don't go away. I'll give you all I've got to give if you say you love me too. I may not have a lot to give, but what I got, I'll give to you. Welcome back, Rob Pork, here on WDAY, 701-293-9000, Well, until that was something. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. The, the, the whole thing, the bill was ill-advised. I'm glad the legislature removed it. I'm, I'm honestly not surprised. When I, 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 a lot of people sort of were lambasting, you know, oh, it's it's dumb, conser- you know, socially conservative North Dakota lawmakers or whatever. Um, there wasn't a lot of support for this bill to begin with. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, one of the co-sponsors of the legislation is going to be on with Jay Thomas next hour. Uh, Shannon Roars Jones of Fargo, um, she'll be on to to explain, I, I guess, maybe some of the background on the bill. So stay tuned for that coming up at 2.30. Go ahead, Nateel. Well, I was going to say... Uh- 
Mr. Severe said right when he got on that the bill can be hard to understand. You can't put legislation in place about something that bumps up against the First Amendment that is hard to understand. Not to mention everything that he was saying had everything to do with pornography, but the obscenity con- the obscenity laws don't just deal with pornography. They deal with anything that can be seen as obscene, which can include violence. So what's to stop coverage on wars happening across seas because violence is obscene. Those pictures can be obscene. The stories that are being told over there can be thought of as obscene. When does that censorship start and where does that end? This whole thing is such a mess of a bill that if it passes in even one state, I will be absolutely disgusted with my nation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And Listen, are, are there are there real problems with people being exploited in the pornography industry? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, is, there, is there people being exploited for prostitution and, and trafficked? Absolutely, yes. Is the right way to go about addressing those problems censoring the Internet for every North Dakotan? Uh, absolutely not. I, it, it just it, it makes no sense. It's I, it, Even as a practical matter. How is the state of North Dakota going to regulate every electronic device sold in the state? It's ridiculous. Even before we get to the idea of, listen, I like Wayne Stengem. I may not like every attorney general we elect in the future. No matter who holds that office, though, I don't trust the attorney general's office to be in charge of Internet content. I just don't. More to come straight ahead, 701-293-9000, I got a ton of emails to get through. Email talk at WDAY.com. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Port here on WDAY. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, let's see. I think we got a caller, John, but we'll get to him in just a moment. I want to plow through some of these emails. Uh, let's see. First emailer says, it will be a cold day in hell when I pay $20 per device for free speech. Amen. Uh, let's see. Next emailer says, what next? A politician who was offended by guns putting a block on my devices and I can pay 20 Another twenty dollars to remove. Hey, let's uh, let's not give the politicians any ideas. Uh, another emailer. Uh, let's see. Let's see. The sponsor's bill for twenty-two do- for a twenty-dollar fee to the internet is unconstitutional because it violates the First Amendment. Of the Constitution. Pornography is everywhere in society with R-rated video games, R-rated movies, and nude art expositions. Who defines what pornography is anyway? Um, you know, I mean, you're right, Kyle. I, the problem with, with defining obscenity in, in the law is that obscenity doesn't mean the same thing to all of us. Uh, let's see. Another emailer says, uh, boy, you have a lot of power, Port. You made the legislature drop the bill. I I will admit my post on it yesterday got a ton of hits. And, you know, I, I a lot of people were upset. I mean, that, that was a response. You know, there were. You know, the post got shared thousands of times. I, I got a lot of emails, a ton of phone calls about it. I'm, I'm not surprised the legislature uh, withdrew the bill. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much I had to do. I, I shine the light on it, I guess. But 
it was a dumb bill. It really was. Got a lot of Jimmy's wrestled. Yeah. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Let's go to the caller. John, what's up? Good afternoon, Rob. Yes, sir. I'll tell you, you know, as a taxpayer and a voter, I'm already ticked off that even uh, Shannon Roars would sign on to this, much less the idiot Bismarck who referred you to, obviously, a nut job for an interview. And I'll tell you, as a taxpayer, that tells me the the legislative session is way too long, or these people have way too much time on their hands and really need to buckle down and start doing the damn job we send them out to Bismarck to do instead of partnering around with garbage like this. Yeah. You know, the problem is the other bill that I wanted to talk about is a bill related to daylight savings time in North Dakota and related to time zones. And I had a lot of people have the same reaction to that bill. Oh, it's a waste of time. Why are they doing this? And I don't necessarily agree. Listen, democracy is hard. It's messy. And sometimes stupid ideas get brought up. If you don't like the stupid ideas, then I guess vote for different people. But uh, listen, it's it's an open process. You know, any of the legislators could drop a bill. In North Dakota, every bill gets a committee hearing. Every bill gets a floor vote. I, 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 I mean, it's a very, very open process. And I think most North Dakotans like that. But a side effect with that is that sometimes you're going to get stupid legislation in. Now, as you see, the House of Representatives dealt with it quickly. They withdrew it. It's not even going to go to a committee, It's not, which I guess maybe puts a lie to what I just said about every bill getting a vote. It's pretty unusual. I mean, they, they just flat out withdrew the bill. Um, and I think that's a response to the public outcry. So I don't, I don't oh, know if right, I agree with you. you. Know, I mean, I mean, my you, argument, you, Rob, is how much time did they just waste in the last couple of very days? Little. Very around little. Partner around on this. You Almost know? nothing. Almost no time at all. Well, you know, I, I guess I would argue that because obviously it has to be reviewed, passed around, and everybody has to pre-read it. You know, where, where it's you not, it wasn't those that are more logical and and, and, yeah. and actually benefit the people. The the, 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 pro, the problem is, I mean, the, the, the problem is, is your definition of it's, it's sort of like trying to define obscenity, right? I mean, I, I I see I see bills all the time that I think are a waste of time. I I think this bill to raise the state's minimum wage is a waste of time. It's not going to pass. It's poor public policy. Uh, by the way, I'm going to have State Representative Marvin Nelson on the show Friday. He'll talk about that bill. But I think it's a waste of time. Now, a lot of people disagree with me. Um, you know, the, the problem is, is that it tends to be in the eye of the beholder. Same with, with obscenity. It's a tough thing. And I don't know. I, I, I think people just, thanks for the call, John, but I, I, I think people sometimes who are, they just like to, to, to crank on the legislature. It's an open process. I think it's silly to blame the entire legislature for a bill put in by, uh, you know, a, a small minority of them. And listen, the legislature dealt with it qu- quickly. It's gone now. That's as it should be. It was dumb legislation, and I'm glad it's gone. So, you know, that's what it is. And if I played a part in, in driving it out because I shined the light on it, well, good. That's, uh, you know, I see that as my job is to track down these bills, talk about what's in them, and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe uh, affect the outcomes in a, in a good way. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Okay, so so the other bill I wanted to talk about today, this one uh, sponsored, it's a Senate bill sponsored by uh, State Senator Dave Elke. uh, Comes out of, uh, I'm getting the bill number here. It is uh, Senate Bill 2167. Here's what it would do. I'm quoting from the bill. On the effective date of this act, The state is exempt from the establishment of daylight saving time, and the central standard time must be the official standard time of the entire state. So two things going on there. First of all, 
No more daylight savings time for the state of North Dakota. I like it. I don't know how you feel about it, Natil. I don't like the time shift. I don't like, I don't like, I have, a, I have trouble sleeping as it is. Uh, it affects even my kids, but I, I have trouble sleeping. I'm sometimes an insomniac, and it throws me for a loop every time we do it. I, I'd be glad if we didn't have to do it anymore. I'd my, be silly. My big question on that is, am I going to get more sunlight during the winter? And I believe the answer to that is yes. And if the answer to that is yes, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, I, and actually, I think we would be even better in terms of getting more daylight during the winter because I, I, I think what we need to do is is also move because it, it, this is moving. It's doing two things. First of all, it gets rid of daylight savings times. Second of all, it puts the entire state under the mountain time zone. Now, currently, the southwest portion of the state is mountain time. And if you, if you look at it, I mean, it's it's a little bit like gerrymandered. I mean, it's really weird how the mountain time zone has sort of bled into the state of North Dakota. Now, I think if, if what we want is more daylight time in the winter, what we ought to do is go to where North Dakota originally should have been in terms of, of time zones, at least most of the state of North Dakota, and move North Dakota into the mountain time zone. Uh, it was the, the current time zones were actually created uh, by something called the 1884 International Meridian Conference, it divided the globe into 24 time zones, each making up 15 meridian degrees. Now, if we followed that, the border for the mountain time zone would be just to the west of the Red River Valley. So, you know, we're talking about, gosh, I don't know, maybe just, just west of like Castleton. West would be mountain time zone. Now, I say forget about that. Just do the whole state mountain time zone. I think that simplifies it. Um, but if you want more daylight, that would be the way to go. Because that's where it was supposed to be anyway. The reason why so much of North Dakota is in the central time zone is actually the railroads wanted to have a unified time system. And so the railroads kind of gerrymandered the um, the time zones to, to, to fit their own, I guess, agenda. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I Regardless of where we go, I would like to see two things. I would like to see the entire state of North Dakota in one time zone. And I like to get rid of the time shifting. I don't. I don't want to do daylight savings times anymore. If we do, they'll want. I don't care if we're in the central time zone or the mountain time zone. I think it'd be cool to go to the mountain time zone because I think it would give us more daylight in the winter time. But whatever. Either way, let's one time zone for the whole state, and let's stop time shifting. What do you think? Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. We got a caller, Sonny. What's up? Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm uh, glad you raised the. Let us all know about that uh, horn thing. That was just not a very intelligent bill, I don't think. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was absolutely stupid legislation. Um, I, you know, but it, you know, I and listen, this is how the process works, though. It's an open process. It got scrutiny. There was a severe public reaction to it, and legislation's gone now. I'm glad they pulled it. I, I although again, I don't know, understand how anybody could have read that bill. And even if they think that pornography is something that should be censored, could you know? Even if we arrive at that, and and that in and of itself is problematic because how does the government define obscenity for all of us when we all have differing points of view? Um, you know, I I don't even how, how do you implement it as, as a as a practical matter of policy with technology? I don't I just don't think you can. I I, I think the better way to go. And again, you know, the I, I think our guest earlier in the show 
was trying to lump in child pornography and prostitution and everything in with consensual legal pornography. And those are two very different things. You know, so I, I am all for keeping up the attack on people who victimize other people, on people who force children uh, to do horrible, despicable things, people who force adults uh, to do things that they don't want to do. Uh, you know, let's absolutely keep up the legal attacks on this. This uh, this proposal does very little to solve those problems. I think this is really born of just an attitude, you know, a, an anti-porn attitude. I think the human trafficking thing is just sort of a, a charade that they're putting on. Uh, and, and then in terms of, you know, actual pornography that's legal or, or violent content or, or something that, that might be controversial or whatever, I, I, I think what we got to do is just give individuals, you know, make sure that the market allows for people to make those choices for themselves. Listen, my kids are on the Internet and we have filtering devices. We have a filtering program set up for the devices that they use. That allows us to monitor what they're doing and 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 blocks the content that they can access as children. You know, we already do that. I, as a responsible parent, am already protecting my children. I don't need the government to do it for me, and I don't need the government to require me to spend twenty dollars for unfiltered access to the internet. Uh, twenty dollars per device, by the way. Which which anymore, uh, you know, we have everything from from thermostats to pressure cookers to vacuum cleaners that are connected to the internet these days. Uh, you know, $20 per device, it's, it's outrageous. I'm glad the bill's gone. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, 701-293-9000, Talking about uh, the porn bill, talking about the, um, also talking about the time zones. Legislation would move the entire state of North Dakota to the central time zone and get rid of daylight savings time. If you want to call in about either of those two topics, 701-293-9000, 9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, more to come straight ahead. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Jay Thomas uh, messaged me. He says, you're not going to get more daylight if we uh, if legislation down in Bismarck to uh, end daylight savings time in North Dakota move the whole state to the central time zone. He says, you're not going to get more daylight. Daylight has just shifted to earlier in the morning. Uh, got another emailer. says, for, uh, for uh, another emailer, uh, Keith, says, uh, for Pete's sake, let's stop changing our clocks twice a year. No, we can't legislate more daylight in winter, as the producer suggested, but we can stop the silliness of clock changing. And just because the state may adapt a firm time for the entire year, it does not mean individual businesses and governments can adjust opening and closing times as they see fit uh, to match the solar year. I agree with Keith. Uh, to Jay's point, I would just point out that, that typically, you know, when we shift back and forth from daylight savings time, what doesn't change is most people's schedules, right? Schools open at the same time. You know, most people got to be to work at the same time. You know, that stuff doesn't shift. So when we shift and we get more daylight earlier in the day, you know, for just in terms of, of perception, it's going to be darker when people get off work. 
And I think most people would, would rather it be lighter when they get off work. So I think when people say create more daylight, they're not saying, like, you know, in, in the physical universe creating more light. I, I think what they say is changing the timing so that, you know, maybe more of our off-time hours when we're not at work or we're not sleeping or whatever – happen when the sun's up that that's that's what i meant was that the daylight hours right. would happen later in the 24-hour period as opposed to like from 4 a.m to 2 p.m right. so when i get off work at five it's dark exactly uh, you know whatever we can do and, and I, I think the best way to get rid of daylight save its time move the state to mountain time that's what i think 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 uh, let's go to jim then i get get to get to uh, more emails go ahead jim I, I, I got a question and then uh, a yeah. comment. My question is, how how does the Senate work when these bills are being introduced and the senators don't read them or don't know much about it until they get into basically, you know, the big large room and then they start talking about the bill? When do they get a copy of the bills being introduced or... I mean, how does that work? Yeah. I, uh, I'm a little confused on that. And well, I'll hang up for your answer. Sure. But my other question, since uh, you've been informed on that particular bill being you know, vetoed, which is awesome, have you heard anything on, on the open carry and the concealed carry? How is that going? Yeah, okay, so... There's actually there's uh, the the open carry bill, the constitutional carry. That's Representative Becker's bill. I believe that's still scheduled for a committee hearing. Uh, so so typically, what happens is lawmakers introduce bills. Now they can pre-file bills before the legislature. That's where you get a lot of the bills that are developed by interim committees, right? The legislature a lot of times will convene an interim committee to uh, look at a particular issue, and then that committee will oftentimes kick out bill or bills. Uh, to be considered by the legislature. Those get pre-filed. You get a lot of the pre-files from the different agencies, like the Department of Health or the Department of Public Instruction or whatever, that get pre-filed. Those are a lot of times, those are like budgets and, and you know, things like that. Uh, and then the legislators themselves submit bills. And, you know, they have, and actually they could still submit bills even now. So there, there are bills that will be considered by this legislature that have not even been filed yet. Um, in terms of when they read them, Every bill gets a committee hearing, and every bill, so so they're all available publicly. Um, typically, the lawmakers look at at bills before you know their committees. You know they obviously you know go to those in depth, and then what happens is the committee makes a recommendation for the full legislature. So the, they have a specific committee that studies each bill in depth, and then that committee makes a recommendation. They come out and they have a, a do not pass or a do pass recommendation based on a vote of the committee that goes to a floor of the full legisl- the full chamber, whether it's the House or the Senate. Uh, and then, you know, they have the bills, when it's brought up to vote in the full chamber, there's what's called a bill carrier. That's a member of the committee that was on the majority side of the vote, whether it's do pass or do not pass, which makes the committee's case to the full legislature. Now, the legislature can certainly read the bill before that. They can read the bill as they're voting on it. Um, they have plenty of opportunities to read the bill. Uh, and, and, but at that point, you know, basically the bill carrier makes the committee's argument. Uh, other lawmakers, if they have an opinion one way or the other, they can stand and speak on the bill, and then they vote. Uh, that's how that works. Now, what happened with the bill, it didn't get vetoed. It was actually withdrawn, and that can actually happen. Uh, I believe what has to happen, and I'm a little sketchy on all the rules, but what happens is is the bill sponsor, I believe, puts in a, a request that it be withdrawn, uh, and then the the full chamber votes on it. So the sponsor doesn't even get to automatically withdraw it 
Uh, it's got to be voted on. This bill in particular was voted unanimously by a voice, voice vote uh, to be withdrawn. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get to some of these emails. 701-293-9000, if you want to join the program. Uh, emailer says, if legislators are so interested in fighting crime, think about real penalties and teeth in the laws. Uh, another email from Barbara. Uh, I'm for that. I don't sleep all that well, good, and every time we change the time, it takes me a month to get used to the changes. Change it and do away with daylight savings time. I hate it. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see. Emailer says, uh, do not give a blank here, but given the fact that Moss's clone was just erupted up there in Minot, well, I don't know. This guy is, uh, that guy's kind of all over the map. I'm not going to read that one. A lot of profanity. Too much profanity for me to, uh, for me to try to filter out, uh, as reading that. When you send me stuff, you know, I, I could gloss over a curse word here and there, but uh, if it's a curse word, every other word, I basically can't read your email on the air. So take that into account. Uh, Jay Thomas show straight ahead. I think I'm going to hold over with Jay to uh, talk a little bit about that porn bill that got withdrawn. And uh, of course, he'll have on, uh, one of the sponsors of it, State Representative Shannon Roar Jones, um, to sort of explain what the heck was going on with that bill. So stay tuned for Jay. Remember, you can always catch me here Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Governor Doug Burgum on tomorrow at 1.30. State Representative Marvin Nelson at uh, 1.30 Friday. Talk about the minimum wage bill. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.